Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Built Like This Podcast, Podmas Edition, Episode 2. I am your host, Maxine. Podmas is a series that I created. It's a 12-part series giving you mini episodes for 12 days starting on the 12th of December. And it's just something to look forward to during this holiday season. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your support in advance. Thank you for liking this video. And thank you for becoming a patron. If you are considering and becoming a patron, please be sure to check out the link that's in the show notes for that information. Let's get into these topics. Um, I want to start off with TJ Holmes. TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. Shout out to them. I feel like my commentary may not be the politically correct response, but as we know with this podcast, if you've been listening, you know I don't give politically correct commentary. I just give true thoughts and um, stand on it. It is what it is. I appreciate, I truly appreciate their, am I in the mic? Okay, I feel like I'm not clear enough. Um, I truly appreciate <laughs> that they're that they're sticking by each other, okay? Especially considering how they started their relationship. So for those who may not be familiar, TJ Holmes is or was a news a morning news anchor on one of those shows. I think it was Good Morning America, as well as Amy Robach. They were actually co-workers. And come to find out, they've been having an extramarital affair. Both of them were respectively married to their spouses. And as they um, continued their work relationship, it developed into something more. And they realized they really, really like each other, love each other. And they decided to leave their respective spouses to be with each other instead. I mean, look, don't let your spouse get in the way of your one true love. I just feel like life is so short and you have to seek your happiness, your love story by any means necessary. I, I just don't feel like no obstacle should be in the way. I don't care what type of obstacle. <laughs> I don't think I'm joking. I'm really serious. I, I just feel like, I don't know, you know, obviously I'm being a little facetious here, but I think the, the point remains is Sometimes we get so caught up in the mundane of life, right? We get comfortable, we get familiar. We don't want to leave what we've already built with someone because of all that comes with that, right? Maybe you have assets with your spouse, businesses with your spouse, you own a home together, you have children with that person. It's not as easy to leave, Um as you may like, right? Um, especially if you're married, right? It may be a little easier if you're in a non-marital situation, right? If you're just in a relationship, but that's not, I feel like I'm not hearing myself. Yeah, I think, okay. That's not always the case. And it is just, that's just how it is. So 
I really do find it courageous when people decide to say, fuck it, I'm going to walk towards my happiness. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Because first of all, I think we get so caught up in the, oh, you shouldn't divorce or I wish they could make it work or, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, we don't know what's going on in the marriage. I think a lot of relationships meet their expiration date and don't know how to actually move out. Like they don't know how to actually move away and move on. Um, because of what I said, because of the familiarity, because of the comfort that have that has already been built. And that's understandable. But I think at some point, we have to say enough is enough. In the words of Diddy, enough is enough. <laughs> Shout out to Diddy. Diddy do it? Oh, that is so funny. Okay, so with this situation here, so they, they're in a relationship, right? And apparently their relationship got more intense while they, while TJ Holmes and Amy Robach began working closely together as they were preparing for the marathon. Apparently, I don't know if it was a part of a new segment on the show, but apparently they were together, um, supporting each other, being each other's, <clears throat> excuse me, being each other's rock when it comes to preparing for the marathon, right? Now, I've never run a marathon. I've done walkathons. Um, that's as far as I've done. I don't know if I would do a marathon, maybe, who knows, but I could definitely see how emotional of a process it is. Cause it's not just like, oh, I'm about to just run a lap. No, you're pushing against your body to continue moving in a race that is so like it, it consumes you, right? You, you prepare for it. It's not, it's not something you just like wake up one day and say, Hey, I'm going to run a marathon. No, you are preparing for months, for this very moment, this lapse in time that feels so quick, but there's so much preparation that goes with it. So it's an emotional journey. And apparently, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes were preparing for this marathon together. So I could only imagine how close they got, and not even imagine, I could obviously see, we could obviously see how close they got during this time and develop the relationship that they've developed. So former GMA three co-anchors, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes are together and in love. Um, but the story now is their exes. So their respective exes, the respective spouses that they've left to be together are now together. Allegedly, according to USA Today, um, let's start from the beginning. So Robach and Holmes famously lost their jobs. So yes, they did lose their jobs because of this illicit affair. And there were some allegations that TJ Holmes was actually seeing a few of the other staff members at the workplace. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how long ago that was prior to Amy Robach though. Like, first of all, you know what I hate? I hate 
when you're with somebody and you and him have established a relationship that is loving, that is strong, you feel seen and heard and loved and appreciated, vice versa, y'all are there. And maybe the start of y'all relationship probably wasn't the, the, the cookie cutter way, right? Okay, fine. Um, but you guys have, you guys are months in and you've, you've made it work where you feel very comfortable with him. You trust him and you're at peace with him. Like this is your man. Then you hear out the woodwork that, oh, so-and-so another woman claims that he hit on her or that they had a little bit of a fling back last year or whatever. And I think it's just haters. I think it's just haters. And call me or pick me if you fucking want to. But I feel like a lot of women who do that, who like to shit on women who are in relationships with men and happy with them, visibly happy, visibly comfortable and trusting their partner, their, their man. Right. And women who are not there, who are single and don't have something that matches that see it as a great opportunity to, how can I put a little crack into this relationship? You know, just some hater talk. I really do feel like that. Cause even though let, let's, let, let's just say he did, let's say TJ Holmes did have a little bit of a fling with Stacy Brooks, the the PA assistant down in aisle five. What that got to do with Amy Robach? Oh, well, that means you're one of, okay. Okay. Sure, maybe I am one of the three work relationships he's had, but I am the lasting one. <laughs> I'm the one who's currently and is only with him. Those other women are no longer with him. They had their time. That was short and unmeaningful or, you know, like, what, what is the point? Okay. So what, so what he did probably had something with you. What does that have to do with me now? Nothing. So the point is oftentimes it's just some hateration talk because you're trying to get in the middle, create a crack, create a ripple effect between me and this person because of what? Get mad because y'all's fling didn't last longer than what it was, a two-week situation? I hate stuff like that. I really do. I hate stuff like that. So shout out to Amy Robach. <laughs> DJ Holmes. But anyway, allegedly, their exes are now together. Hmm. So um, home split from wife, Marilee Fabeg, and Robach from husband, Andrew Shu. Their last names are wild, right? Um, now, rumors are circulating that Fabeg Fibag and Shu are a couple too and found solace in each other and the public turmoil. 
Um, so someone's, I'm not gonna read that part. Uh, okay, so people are just making the assumption that they are now together. I think there's actually a photo of them together, like smiling together. I'm trying to find that photo. Anyway, that is the rumor. That's what's being circulated. And this actually is um, not the first time something like that has happened. Uh, so Shania Twain, I remember hearing this story, gets with X. Uh, what is this? Something like Shania Twain's ex-husband gets with, yeah, yeah, her friend. Okay, so that's the story. So 15 years on, Lange and Tabud are still together. Twain revealed on a recent episode of a podcast that the singer still speaks to them. Oh, I'm trying to find, okay. Something along those lines where Shania Twain, her ex-husband had an affair with a friend of hers, I think an assistant of hers, and they they got a divorce and Shania Twain got with the friend's husband Basically, they just swapped spouses. Um, yeah, they just swapped spouses. <laughs> yeah, let me read this real quick. So, Shania Twain got candid about her painful split with ex-husband Robert Mutt Lange and how his alleged cheating allowed her to find the love of her life. See what I'm saying? Sometimes... Sometimes cheating can make you find the love of your life. Let's continue. Uh, the still the one, still the one I want to. What a good song. You know, that, that, that song was actually about her husband, her ex-husband, which is ironic. But look, a song is a song is a song is a song, meaning you could relate to it at any point in your life. Sure, you made this song specifically for this man. But now you could kind of switch the meaning to the new man. <laughs> the Still The One singer, uh, well-known for her hits, discovered, no, 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 collaborated on several of her hit albums before she discovered that Lange was allegedly having an affair with her former friend and personal assistant. I was right, correct. 15 years on. The so her ex husband and her ex friend are still together. See what I'm saying? Sometimes you <laughs> it just works like that. Like, look, you stay in these marriages, you stay in these relationships for so long because of familiarity of what what has already been built. But you realize I'm not in love with this person, and. I found love somewhere else. And it's not always this cookie cutter way to leave or end a relationship. People always like to say, oh, well, you should have just, you should just end a relationship. You should just divorce. That shit doesn't happen like that. It doesn't, it's that, that's not realistic. It's not, it's not. Because first of all, the filing, the, the legal procedures, all of the things that come into place to make sure everything is co completely cut and, and dry and finito that's a process. It's a process. 
you know, especially just the emotional part of getting that completely done. So you mean to tell me during that time, I'm supposed to completely not find interest elsewhere when I've already disconnected from you emotionally? We've already established that we live in either separate homes or separate be separate bedrooms. Like it's not realistic. So I'm saying this for both men and women. Not, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to, you know, pick me. Bullshit. Anyway, that's the point. Um. So yeah. They, what? What else? So the singer still speaks to. Not that the singer still speaks to either of them. Twain says she only communicates with Lange about their son. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to find out. I think she ended up falling for the ex-husband of her ex-friend. So let's see. Okay. In a sweet twist, the two ended up falling. Hold on. Let's go. Okay. After learning about the alleged affair in 2008, Twain began speaking about it to, there we go, to her ex-friend's ex-husband. <laughs> and in a sweet twist, the two ended up falling for each other, tying the knot in 2011. Twain recalled that early on, she felt stupid for not realizing she was allegedly being lied to by her ex and her former friend until she spoke to Tabud and learned he was also clueless about the alleged affair. So yeah, so now she basically a swap. So the same thing is allegedly happening between TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. Sometimes you got to do a little switcheroo. Sometimes you got to play the, you got to play Uno reverse, reverse. You got to do something like that to find the love of your life. And looks like we made it. <laughs> that ass. Sometimes it's, I know it's not like, you know, a clean, like love is not linear. Love is not linear. You got to go through ups and downs. You got to you gotta circle back. Sorry for this. You know how the little thing on the shirt keeps poking out. I got to just... Anyway, love is not linear. <laughs> I said what I said. It's not linear. And sometimes you have to kind of circle back. You got to move around. You got to reverse, reverse. You got to skip. You got to put the wild card down. That's a wild move. Sometimes you got to do that. It is what it is. In the words of Cam and Mace, it is what it is. <laughs> Let's move on. So Jonathan Majors is getting his victory lap up and down, back and forth. I am just so so, 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 so happy with the turn of events when it comes to this case here. Excuse me. I'm just going to like make this quick video. You know, got a content. What have I become? <laughs> um, so back in, it had to have been last year because um, it feels so long ago at this point. But it's been going on for a while. Oh, right. So this is not going to hold. Well, that's that's ghetto. That's not how it was advertised on Amazon. Hold on. 
Looks like we made it. Okay, child, this is going to have to come down then. It's messing up my vibe. Anyway, what happened? Okay, so Jonathan Majors is getting his victory lap when it comes to this case between his ex, who is a white woman. Got to make that very clear. Not to say that it won't happen with anyone else. I'm just making it clear. Um, he was with a white woman. She called, she pulled a Karen. Um, come to find out, according to the revelations of this case, she was the one, in fact, um, being physically violent. Oh, I fixed it. Okay. I, I figure out. She was the one being physically violent. She was the one actually putting her hands on him. Um, obviously, it doesn't mean that he should hit her, right? Um, but apparently, he didn't hit her. Apparently, he was simply defending himself. And... <clears throat> Let's read the details, okay? So a lot of things are being revealed in the discovery of this assault trial. According to TMZ, Jonathan Major's assault trial driver claims Grace hit the actor in the SUV. Um, big update from the Jonathan Major's assault trial. The driver of the SUV in which Majors and Grace Jabari were fighting took the stand and testified he thought she hit the movie star. Jonathan is accused of roughing up Grace in the back of their ride while trying to get his phone back after she believed she caught him texting another woman. But the driver's testimony paints Grace as the aggressor, not the other way around. Huh. Look at here. Taking the stand Monday and speaking through an interpreter because He's Hispanic. The <laughs> fair to say, fair to say, come on, fair to say. The driver testified he kept his eyes on the road as Jonathan and Grace fought in the back of his Escalade back in March, telling the jury he had a feeling the girl had hit the boy because of the way that she was fighting and the sounds produced. The driver also testified Grace demanded to see Jonathan's phone saying, Quote, the girl became very angry. The driver also said he was not doing anything. She was doing it. And that Jonathan was trying to get rid of Grace. How was he trying to get rid of Grace, Jonathan Majors? How were you? Um, nonetheless, he was trying to get rid of her or trying to like get her to calm down, probably. I don't know. Um, it's an interesting twist in the trial. Last week, text messages between Jonathan and Grace were read aloud in court. And this was from September 2022 exchange where they seemingly referred to some sort of, okay. So there was an altercation allegedly that took place in London in the text exchange. They're talking about it. Jonathan says verbatim, they will ask you, ask you questions. And as I don't think you actually protect us, it could lead to investigation. Even if you do lie and they suspect, okay, what? I don't know what he's talking about. Um, oh, okay, so they're trying to talk about something else. 
Jabari then replied, I will tell the doctor I bump my head if I go. I'm going to give it one more day, but I can't sleep and I need some more. I need some stronger painkillers. That's all. Why would I tell them what really happened when it's clear I want to be with you? Okay, so I don't know what's happening here. So I guess there was a previous altercation between them. At this point, it's toxic. It's toxic all the way around. Yes, I've been team Jonathan Majors because I am a pick me. I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, I am team Jonathan Majors because of just the events and the details from this situation. It's clear that she was unhinged. Whether or not it was warranted. I know oftentimes we like to say, oh, she's crazy because he made her crazy. Yes, there are circumstances in which that is correct. I do agree, right? Like a woman's behavior can become that, whatever it is, because said man led her down that path, manipulated her, gaslit her. All of that is very true. I'm not denying that. In this case, though, she has fault. And it seems like she is the primary fault. Okay. I think he may have fault as far as just being involved in this tumultuous relationship. You know, maybe he wasn't the kindest to her. Maybe he didn't make her feel loved and heard. And it was a toxic relationship all in all. The car service driver also testified Jonathan and Grace both left his car at one point, arguing outside on the street corner in Manhattan, and said Majors was pushing her back into the car to get rid of her. Okay, so he's trying to like, look, get off me. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Like pushing her off, um, which she probably was giving him a hard time because she wanted to be with him. She wanted to see his phone, understand who he's texting, yada, yada, yada. And I feel like the lesson here, I think the lesson here is stop going through his phone. That's what I think the lesson is. I, I think that's what the lesson is. I really do. Stop. Like, even if you feel something's going on, I feel like things always come out when they're supposed to, right? I feel like, was I saying it always comes out in the rinse? What comes out in the wash comes out in the rinse. Such a cool saying. I think I, I like that. It's like such a, I like it. Anyway, the point is it'll come out. I don't feel the need in torturing myself and searching through the phone, especially if I don't understand the context of the text exchange, um, the long phone call records. I feel like some things are not always what they seem. And you may not know the relationship that he may have with a platonic friend. Maybe they just have that type of um, just vernacular with each other. I don't know. I just think sometimes we create scenarios as women. Sometimes, you know, women, we create scenarios and we think more than what it is. That's just naturally in our DNA. And to prevent ourselves from going crazy, just don't even inquire. <laughs> That's really my, because I, 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 even if someone could say, oh, well, just how about just don't be with someone who's a liar, who's a cheater, who's like, okay, sure. But even the good guy who may look good on paper, who may be very um, forthcoming and even give you, gives you the, the passcode of his phone, 
he could still be a liar. Like he could still have another phone. He could like, there's other ways around it. So my point is when we get so caught up in, um, oh, I'm going to search this stuff. I'm going to search this stuff. I'm gonna, like, you're never going to find what you want and need. Like that assurance that you think you have may be false because he may be doing dirt in another way. Right? Like the point is it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, you have to either have trust in him or not. And say, if you do find something, what does that really mean? Are you truly going to pack up and go? Because you're wasting your time. Like, it's just a waste of emotion. Like, I would rather not get so caught up in the high, strong emotions of it all until, I don't know, I just don't, I'd rather not. I just, I don't like being high, strong. I really don't. I, I used to be when I was younger and my emotions used to really steer my day. Like I would be mad and committed to being mad. I would be offended and committed to being offended. That was my life. And it was exhausting. It was depressing. I was always angry. I was always the victim. No, how about I choose happiness and peace at all times, right? And if continuously being with said person is always messing up with my psyche, or if I'm always feeling down and depressed when I'm with you, then I'll make another decision, right? But I think ultimately you trying to find peace and assuredness with a person based on how much access you have to their personal items it's silly. It's silly. It's childish. I don't support it. I don't support it. So I really think what could have helped would be her simply not even going in his phone. That's it. That could have just ended it all right then and there. Um, but I'm really happy to see he is getting his victory. Um, I'm happy to see that, um, you know, his just do is happening. But I'm not seeing a lot of these content creators who've been on these YouTube streets being very um, harsh against Jonathan Majors. I'm not seeing them circling back and retracting what they're saying or evolving their thought patterns when it comes to this case. Instead, a lot of them are mute. And I just hate to see that. I really do. I I really want more Black men and anyone who is constantly seen as the aggressor to be encouraged to fight for their name, to go through the process if need be, to make sure that their name is clean. Like actually evidence proves that I did not hit you. In fact, you hit me. In fact, you hit me. You know, I, I want more men to come forward. <laughs> men too. <laughs> Hashtag men too, but that as I think, um, a lot of men feel silenced. Oh my God, I sound like such a freaking pig. I know I sound like that, but I really, I want us to have more space available for men to have victory in these cases because there are a lot of women out here who would purposely take advantage of their privilege as a woman of this, of being this damsel in distress and I'm a victim and yada, yada, yada. And sure, there are plenty of cases in which that is accurate. But in this case, and in many cases that we are seeing in the public limelight, and even in cases that we see in real life, like in our everyday um, circumstances, we see that, th that the woman actually is the aggressor. 
we see that the woman is actually the one hitting, uh, falsely accusing, just going batshit crazy. And what? The man just has to suck it up and deal with it. Like, I just don't support that at all. So shout out to good men out there. Um, Let's go ahead and end this podcast. Shout out to my 77% male listeners. Shout out to, I think it got up. I think it got, it's like 80 last time I checked. So shout out to y'all. <laughs> I do it for y'all. <laughs> no, but anyway, I'll end it here. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, consider becoming a patron. The link is in the show notes and I will check in with you all next time. Peace.